business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Man, how does your boy Animal Brown, Animal underscore Brown, if you're looking for me on social media? Absolutely. And I'm Spike Lou in them same social sites. Holla at your boy, boy out here in these streets if you can make it because gas <laughs> is high. Gas is very gas high. So you very might high. <laughs> sit the streets out for a minute, man. Man, like stay at home. Stay at home, just like you've been doing. Which I'm perfectly Jeez. fine with. Um, Hey, man, Action Pack episode coming up. We're bringing back a topic from last year. Daylight Savings Time is this weekend. It's coming up mm. Sunday, man. Don't forget to set your clocks. Yep. Um, we do it before this time instead of after. That way it won't creep up on you. There you it know? is. So. Giving you the heads up. We're going to talk three hip-hop persons um in which we could go back in time and uh at what point uh, at what point in their career would we go easy um, super dope um right exactly also man slaughterhouse they got some beef it's split two versus two we're gonna talk about that and there's a new docuseries coming up on bet all right they had no limit and we had rough rider there's a new one coming out this year we'll talk about that but first your man, Jason Taylor, a.k.a. The Game, had a 10-hour-long Drink Champs interview uh, with Nori and the guys. Uh, he said a couple of things. He actually said a lot of things. Two of the biggest ones that jumped out, two of the biggest headlines, was that he mentioned that Kanye has done more for him in the last two weeks than Dre did for his whole career. That's number one. Then he also had touched on um, him being a better rapper than Eminem which he has since doubled down on and said he would do a versus with them. And he's just a better rapper all around. He just, he's like, yeah, I'm just better than him. It's just, I'm just nicer than him. That is what it is. My question, does he have a point with any of these two takes? No, he does not have a point with either one of these two takes, but here's the good news. The way that you market an album has completely changed in 2022. And that works in games favor. Oh, you want me to go to Nori and lie for four hours, embellish, stretch the truth, make these ridiculous stories. So I'm going to be the only thing on social media that people are talking about for the next week. <clears throat> I can do that. And that's what he did. He doesn't believe he's a better rapper than uh, than Eminem. I, don't, I, I, I couldn't see that, though. I'm not mad at him. They in the same profession. I wouldn't respect him saying, oh, no, I'm better than me. I never understand why people what someone expects someone to respond and say with that. The other thing with Dr. Dre and Kanye is a little bit more granular though, because I'm not sure what Kanye West has done for him over the last two weeks, other than them put this song out. Uh, this nigga got whole songs dedicated to Dr. Dre. Like his whole first album, he was riding Dr. Dre dick. Pause. Like I have no idea what Dr. Dre done to him other than didn't invite him to the Super Bowl party, which he feels like he should have been a part of, according to this interview, which is not true. But I mean, what more could Dr. Dre do for you, bro? Like you, you've gotten enough with a Dr. Dre beat. That's I, that's he don't owe you nothing else, dude. So to say that Kanye West by hopping on the track and again, I don't know what else Kanye did for him over these two weeks. Maybe he saved him, maybe he loaned him some money. I don't know what he done. True. But to say this happened over the last two weeks has done more for you than, than Dre, the nigga who laid the foundation for you to be. Come on, bro. Yeah, that that's rough. Like you said, he he put out the record with Kanye. He Kanye invited him out to the Donda 2 uh, listening session and had him perform the record there. 
in front of a sold out crowd, you know, a sold out Miami arena, whatever that shit is called crowd. I refuse to believe it. I find it very hard to believe in 15 years. That's more than Dre has done. Dre introduced though, to be fair, when is the last time you've seen Dre in the game together at all? Like it's, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen that. Mm. And like game did most of the legwork after that first album, which you could argue was a big, I mean, it was a 50 was a huge influence in that being popular, but he's done most of the legwork pretty much dolo, bro. Like I think Dre uh, made a beat for him. I don't know, like six albums ago. Like uh, bro, he was signed to aftermath. That doesn't mean anything, bro. That just it means, means to check off of him. So the story goes that he was discovered on the West Coast by Dr. Dre's people. They introduced right. him to Dre. Right. Dre was working with him. Didn't know what to do the with the project. Him. Huh? Didn't know what to do with him. Shelved him. He right. was cold as a uh, microwave television uh, meal. For sure. Through Eminem. Dre had 50. Mm. He hooked 50 and game up and we get the documentary for sure. So if I never do anything else for you in my life, my nigga, I ain't never even got to answer the phone for you again. I helped you meet the nigga to put that documentary album together, the album that changed your life because you yeah. wasn't going nowhere fast. Mm. Like you was out here with the best producer from the West Coast and we couldn't figure it out. But then I all had this brilliant idea to hook you up with 50 Cent. And you created an album and I changed your life. And you telling me a single was more than that. Come on, bro. Yeah. What are we talking about? What are we talking about here, dude? Yeah. He he signed them in 02. That first album didn't actually come out till 05. Um, That's on game. I mean, who knows? Who knows who that's on? Who knows? You know what I mean? But I let's be clear, though. His second album is called The Doctor's Advocate, which is obviously in reference to Dr. Dre. Um, he's done interviews before where, you know, he, uh, even on that album, you know what I'm saying? He said, I think uh, something to the effect, of, like, I owe, I owe, I owe you my life or something like he's, he's he got a whole shown, song dedicated to him. Right. Yeah. He's, but, um, he's, clearly shown, he's clearly shown props to Dre and looked at him as a mentor. He might be a little disappointed of what has transpired since then. I ain't seen game and no beats by Dre commercial. Like, let's be real now. Like, come but on. That like, don't, but he said done more for me in the last two weeks than my whole career i made your career now if you don't fuck with me now that's cool <laughs> tell people you don't fuck with me now like be for real though yeah. you're like i don't fuck with dre he helped me out a lot man I, I i have him to thank for the reason i'm sitting here and able to work with kanye west to be honest with you but do i fuck with him now no yeah we mm. good yeah <laughs> we good bro but don't I act mean, like that man ain't done nothing for you. Even if indirectly, what he did for the West Coast and Compton before you even came across, he the reason you want to rap, nigga. That's true. That's true. Oh, now, the whole thing of game wanting uh, Eminem versus stop. 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 stop the, let's, let's stop the I'm going to appoint myself into a versus convict. Like, we got to stop that. Like, he's not. A, I, and I fuck with game music. I'm looking forward to this album. But we're not just gonna place ourselves in these verses. Like uh, Lil Flip tried that. Stop. Game tried that. Stop. Like just stop Wait, the madness, dude. Are you saying the game cannot beat Eminem in a verse? Um, I'm saying I don't want to see that. That's not a good ah, matchup at all. Okay. I'm not saying that game. Game got some shit. I think he's got an underrated discography. That doesn't mean he's got verses. He's got a twenty 
piece that's good for verses. Like doing a 20 piece and you're playing all B-sides, that doesn't make for a good verses unless you're just the biggest game fan on earth, dude. That'll be that person's wet dream. But for the rest of the world, it'll be boring because they won't know the fucking music, dude. It depends (laughs) on the B-sides and the artists, but yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Like we got, we, we're not gonna do three singles and seventeen B sides, bro. Like that's not gonna get you a W at all. Unless you the locks. That's a fair point. <laughs> unless, you, unless you, unless you got Jada. Unless you're the locks, then you might can pull it off. My <laughs> For sure. All right, moving on. Speaking of super groups, Slaughterhouse. Mm. There is trouble brewing in the house. There seems to be maybe a problem with the foundation. Mm. team. Uh, Slaughterhouse members Joel Ortiz and Crooked Eye are fighting to use the name and put out a project. And on the other side, we got Royce the Five Nine and Joe Button saying, Not so fast, my friends. My question to you is simple, Animal Brown. Whose side are you on in the name battle for Slaughterhouse? Now, Slaughterhouse put out I want to say two projects. It w- this was billed for those who don't remember this. This was supposed to be a big deal because they were four solo acts that all rap at a very high level coming together to form a super group under the aforementioned Eminem Shady Records. This was going to be a big deal. People looked forward to this. They had a, a, a specific niche fan base. They have since disbanded, for lack of a better word. Joe Bunn has retired. Royce the 5'9 won't do a group project if Joe Bunn's not in it. He doesn't want to do a three-man group. He wants it all or nothing. Mm. Crooked Eye and Joel are King Crooked, but I'm just going to say Crooked Eye. And Joel have a deal. They brought a deal to the table. Like, guys, we got this deal right here to make some music. Let's get the fans happy. Let's get this money. Like, what? what it's a win-win. Mm. Joe Bunn and them, uh, <laughs> I'll get to the, the Instagram argument in a second. I was on the side of Joe Budden and Royce the Five Nine until mm-hmm. I hopped on YouTube and I saw the two records that Crooked Eye and Joel put out. Mm-hmm. And man, the one called Vacancy and the other one called Backstage. Man, them motherfuckers are fire. Like I like it made me wish Royce and Joe Budden versus was coming, dude. And they and they weren't. It the song was just cut off. And I was like, that's some slog. And they have a series too called Foreclosure which is four, like the number four, which is actually kind of dope. And they got a series about them putting the project together. And it's really well done. Like, I'm actually kind of looking at them on some Rory and Maul shit. Like, damn, I didn't know they had that in them. It's pretty creative. And so now I have completely done a 180. I'm on Crooked Eye and Joel's side. After hearing the music, there is a space for that now with Griselda and, and like Jim Jones and Locks and that New York style rap is like there's a space for that now with with the internet nowadays so i think this would have been fire and those those two songs are banging though like i can't even front joel is fucking murdering that shit yeah he cold he is that's a fact so just to make sure i understand you're putting the business part of it aside and saying because as a consumer i want to hear the project I'm siding with the, the other niggas. The, That's the, a fact. The Joel Ortiz, but the business part don't matter to you. No, I get it. But 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 uh, uh, allegedly they had a nice size bag, though. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what business part was, you know, I, I think Joe, I think they're saying Joe wants a bigger piece of the pie. I, I think that's what they were alluding to because he's Joe Budden. He's the biggest name out of everyone. And I think they were alluding to that. And so that's why things kind of fell apart. 
And so, but so they were like, fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. Right. I get it. And from the original. And just to give the people an insight on more of the business piece now, where Royce and Joe stand, I'm paraphrasing here, and this is what I think is happening, is we built a, a legacy. We built a name with Slaughterhouse. We got the two albums, though it didn't go as far as we wanted it to. We still built something with that. Right. And that holds some sort of value still, some state, that that name, that whole entity. Right. <clears throat> and what Joel and Crooked Eye are saying is, okay, well, cool. Y'all ain't using it. We all built it together. Since y'all don't want to use it, don't plan on using it, let me and him get it and kind of let everybody know what's going on and how it all fell apart. For sure. And Royce and Joe like, no. Like, we don't want you to use it at all. Like, if it ain't going to be how it was, then we don't really want y'all to fuck with it. And Royce and Joe are speaking from a place where they're more successful independently than Joel and Crooked Eye are. Joe got the podcast. Royce been dropping solo albums. So in the matter of fact, one day, like these catalogs are getting bought and things of that nature. They don't want Joel and Crooked diluting the product when some, one day somebody may come far fetched. I know, but they may come and be like, hey, we'll give y'all 10 million for the Slaughterhouse catalog. Right. And Joe and Royce be like, they want to keep it what it is. So I get that part of it. But I also, like you said, understand the part of it, too, about the music and about the creativity. As a fan, I do want to hear that. The one song that I did hear was banging and I'm interested to know the story. Which one did you hear backstage? I heard the backstage joint. Man, Joel, yeah. he murdered that. Did he did yeah. 100%. And you can tell, and here's the thing about when you say he murdered that and even going to the IG live, like you can see the passion that Joel Ortiz has for this. Agreed. Like even his last couple of albums, regardless of the spot how shit banging albums yeah. to yeah. our age group. And yeah. what you can tell that he's trying to do, like, I'm trying to catch a wave, bro. I love doing this shit, but I really ain't catching on like I want to. Maybe this is it. Maybe this slaughterhouse shit is it. And I know maybe there's a bad, like, uh, I, they didn't name no names or whatever. The case, but there is a label or something that's like, yo, here's this to do this. Can you get them niggas on board? And they just can't get them on board. So they're like, fuck it, we're going to do it ourselves. Right. And it's good and, product. But, I can see if this it was trash. Like, if this was like, like the beats was some slaw. It just sounded like slick, old, washed up. If they sounded washed, I would understand completely. Them, uh, Joe. I mean, um, the other two not being with it. But like, this shit looks good, dude. Like the fucking. But I don't think it's about looks 4K, and stuff for dude. Joe and Royce, though. Like I think it's more so just about the entity of it. And I don't need to do it, which is some slaw. Like just being like, well, I ain't, really, I ain't really fucking with it, bro. And I, this ain't really enough to make me move off my couch. But then again, like I was saying, you got a nigga like Joel, like, bro, I'm out here in these streets. I love this shit. I'm still rapping, taking Rookie niggas' too. heads off, and I got shit to say. And yeah. it just so happens that this name will help me get it to more people. So I see both sides of it. I really has, haven't made a decision. I kind of follow both ways on it because I get where Joe and Roy's coming from, too. Like, they see the long plays. They, these niggas is hanging around Eminem and Dr. Dre. Yeah. And Joe, we've seen what he's built with his network. He didn't had dealings with Spotify. He understands what ownership means. Like, it goes longer than, all right, y'all niggas can use a name and y'all can put out your little product and get a couple million or a couple of years from now, somebody coming knocking at the door with the big, big bag. Yeah. But you don't know that that's going to happen either. So, like I can say, I see both ways. Of it. Bro, you, I think you go, you go farther. 
I get it. But if it's true what they're saying, that the reason why Joe has that stance is because he wants more of the pie or he wants all the pie or he wants it to be on some Tyler Perry, nigga, Joe Bun presents or I, I don't let that's what they're in you. They're insinuating. I don't believe, I don't believe then that. that's some slaw. I'm going to be real. I don't believe it. Because he hasn't rapped in forever. Like, yes, Joe Bun name is more prevalent than them, but it's not because of music. It's, his name's not but prevalent. That don't matter, because, though. I don't think that matters. Like we, we we're selling records, so just because if my name is Joe Button and I put my name on that record, it's gonna bring more people to that record. So, but, but I deserve fair, more. That was always the case. Joe Button has always been the bigger name out of them since day one. He's only one with a hit, but he's gotten that's fair. But he's gotten bigger since it has ended, and none of them have. Not musically though, <laughs> <laughs> entertainment and he, wise, and that's that's probably. Where he is now is probably more valuable than he was when he was like with the one hit that you said the most popular nigga. He probably way more valuable now. You probably yeah, uh, that's yeah, that's fair. Uh-huh. And can you just based off what he like again? I'm a Joe Budden fan. I listen to the podcast disclaimer, but thinking of from it just being objective, as as how our society is today, as much as he alludes to the retired stuff, could you imagine? The social media day or, or whatever it's going to be when he drop a verse or do his first album back like it's going to be a big deal not, not he knows I, that th- i think the slaughterhouse album will be a bigger deal than a joe bun solo album i do i think it'd be a bigger deal i don't know like, this is that. like the unicorn that people have been looking for bro like like kind of like black hippie it's kind of like that would you want to hear ab soul solo or black hippie album bro like come on that ain't fair <laughs> that definitely is not fair because there is no Ab Soul in um <laughs> he's not in Black Hippie. Oh, okay, okay. I got there you. is no Ab Soul in Slaughterhouse. Check out like, check out that vacancy. Check out that vacancy song though. Like that motherfucker is tough. We'll do it if Spotify ever opens their doors again. You just go to YouTube. Uh, oh, okay. Come on. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, what we got next. Next up, man, I told you earlier, there's a new docuseries coming to BET. They had two successful runs last year with the uh, No Limit Chronicles and the uh, Rough Rider um, series as well. They're back 2022. Was that last year or was that year before? That was the year before, I think. God damn. Okay. Minute, yeah, huh? that, yeah, that was quarantine time. It might have been. When it first started, right? Oof. Time flies. All right. There's a new group or a new label that'll be highlighted. Uh, wait for it. Drum roll, please. Your man's in them. Murder, Inc. Yes. Irv Gotti, Ja Rule, Ashanti. They have an upcoming docuseries called Wait For It, Murder, Inc. Detailing, quote, the untold tale of the rise, sudden fall, and redemption um, of Murder, Inc. records. It's coming out this summer. Five-part series. Are you in or are you out? I missed that redemption part. I don't know where I was for that. Um, yeah, we, that's going to be a very interesting episode. That episode going to be short as hell. The redemption going to be in the credits. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I'm here for this, man. This is our era. Irv Gotti, Ja Rule uh, was probably the biggest hip-hop star for a good two years. Like, yeah, I don't he was hot. If you like him or not, he was the hottest in the game for about two years. So it's going to be good to document this, man. I've read the Superhead book, so I'm looking forward to seeing if any of that makes it into this, uh, <laughs> into the docu series. But like, 
Marink was some wild boys. We've heard some of the stories. Like I said, I read the book. Irv is a fun, Irv is funny. He's, He's top funny. ten funny in hip hop to me. So actually, absolutely, I'm on board the docu series. I like those better than the, the when they do the drama dramatizations of them and get yeah. higher actors and stuff. I prefer the docu series. So yeah, I'm on board for this 100. This is a must see for me. Yeah, I was a fan of Murder Inc. back in the day. Um, yeah, you was a number one fan. You had the Cadillac tie out. Now that listen, definitely. Yeah. Like Ty did not get my thirteen ninety nine. I don't even know if he came out, dude. Like at him, Black Child. I ain't buying none of that shit. Yeah, that cat like Ty, dude. But I'm fucking with. I was fucking with Ja Rule. You know what I'm saying? I was fucking with Vita Ashanti. I was here for that. And I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna do a five part series out of just them three because nobody be else no. cares about. Them. Ain't gonna be no five parts. Well, you know they're gonna make that first part too. Like the first, the run is gonna be two, and then you they're gonna do the uh a whole episode the fall off the Fed, the Fed case. Oh, that's right, the Fed case. You right. That's, that's gonna be a whole episode. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happens after that though. This needed to be a three and a half part series. Like, yeah, they get out of there three and a half easy. But. <laughs> That redemption episode, that motherfucker, that's gonna be a YouTube short. Uh, but no, I'm I'm here for that though. This is gonna be dope, and I'm glad that they're bringing this back. I, I had completely forgot about the No Limit Chronicles and the Rough Riders, thinking like, damn, what's next? I I could have mm. swore Death Row. Oh no, Death Row was already done. My bad. Yeah, they did the Death Row. That that might have been the first one, Death Row Chronicles. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I'm definitely interested in seeing this. I really don't know what can they go next. Cash money. Wish a house. I want to see that. Ooh, a five, five part series though. Can yeah, because it's a lot. We on it's a lot that people outside of their culture don't know too, right. like how like impactful it was. The whole thing behind the drink, DJ so, Screw. Uh, yeah, how many so. people? Like it's that's that's a lot. Like I looked at a YouTube documentary on it before. I think they could do that real dope. I think they could do, that could be fire, but that's it's probably tough. niche for us in the south. Uh, but I would love to see Swisher House. Um, stretching that out to four is tough. You might just do a Houston one. It might just be Houston, dude. You could then you could do Swisher House rap a lot. Mm. I mean, you can kind of bundle a couple we'll in do there. House any kind of way though. All of respectfully, this five five episodes, dude. Like that's a lot. Yeah, it's dude. a lot though. It's a lot of history. Kanye was three. Nigga, what the fuck? You finna do five on a goddamn? Like, what? where did the Kanye stop it though? I still ain't watched it. That stopped it like college dropout, didn't? Mm, no, no, it's not. It's not the present day. Oh wow! Yeah, the last episode is present day. It's like the last maybe like seven years. Yeah. Oh wow! They got thirty billion for that. Yeah, but I, I feel like we talked. Number one, we talked about that on the show. Hella months. Like that news is not new. That they talked about that. We didn't when it believe happened. it. We talked about it. We didn't believe it. We thought. Yeah, no, we may not have believed it though. But they they it's talked the circling to, again. The directors were on sway. Yeah. And they asked him about that. They were like, man, I got the bag. Then he was like, man, listen, don't believe everything you read. You have to understand how much that's broken down. You know what I'm saying? Be between the people that are involved. Benchmarks, they got to hit and all this different shit. Yeah, it just, it just, it, it's not as if they just literally handed over a nigga the fucking <laughs> hard drive with the bag. documentary. Oh, you got the footage? Oh, okay. go 30 million. Here's 30 million cash in this yeah. duffel bag. Like, no, it what doesn't work like that. <laughs> Shout out to them, though. It's still a bag. Though. Don't get twisted. Is it a docu-series you want to see if it's not Swiss House? Uh, cash Money. We seen Cash Money. Didn't we, oh, didn't we see shit. something? Then, did did cash cash no, are we just talking about because Cash Money was on No Limit? Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe that was it. 
Or, baby but I feel like Birdman baby did Baby tried to pull that bullshit ass documentary off on Apple TV. On oh, Apple. It was yeah. slow. Did they ever even finish that? Bro, With, I, like, I, did the say what did part two ever come out, dude? I don't think so, dude. That's nuts, man. Baby crazy. He ran off of Apple money, dude. That's how he made this list we about to talk about. Damn, man. That nigga ran off of Apple money. How you run off on Apple? Yeah, I got part two for y'all. Just come on with everything, play boy. Yeah, play boy. You gonna run? Part two still ain't came out. That's that crazy. coming soon. Forever and ever, ever. All right, what we got next? Um, it's your man's. Speaking of Birdman, he made this uh, Forbes list oh, highest, paid. highest paid hip hop artist. You know how they do every year. Uh, I got the list in front of me. I hope you have the list in front of you. Did anybody jump? Oh, of course, you know who was number one. Let's be clear. Hove was number one. Um, and then Kanye yes. was number two. Yes. Um, did anybody on here jump out to you? Was anything surprising or was it kind of business as usual? Uh, I'm not sure how often we address this, but I'm sure we have before being the astute hip hop people that we are. Where's Khalifa number five of 45 million? is nuts to me they explain that though they do explain it yeah. i'm not saying it's nuts in the sense of i don't believe that because wiz makes his bread it's just crazy how low-key and consistent it is That's where true. he's number five on the list at 45 million being wiz khalifa when the last wiz khalifa hit came out was it black and yellow no don't do him any kind of way it was the uh fast and hit. Furious i'm talking soundtrack. about hit though it was the Fast and the Furious song on the soundtrack. Ah, and that's why he 45 million up right there for that song. It alone. basically, but he sold on the low last year, he sold some of his publishing. So that's why he yes, got Yes, uh, and that's what I was about to say. He yeah, sold yeah. his catalog for like what, some 20 of it. something. <laughs> 20 something million. It was a nice bag. Yeah, but that's like I said, that was surprising to me. I wasn't expecting or don't ever really expect to see Wiz here, but he's consistently here making smart business moves. I love to see him do it. Shout out to Wiz. What stood out to you? Anything? Um, what stood out to me was that hip hop, the two, number one and number two, Jay-Z at 470 million, Kanye at 250. Those were the two highest musicians, period, across any genre from last year. So I thought that was interesting. And then the fact that the third place person is, about 200 million behind <laughs> number two that gap is real um diddy and this is about to sound ridiculous diddy has fallen off as it relates to this list got the biggest air quotes ever over falling off because he's at 75 and the fact that I, I don't even remember what he looks like at this point i haven't seen him in so long until just recently which we'll get to later um to still make 75 in a slower year and an off year is nothing but respect but then also what jumped out to me was DJ Khaled, bro. 35 million? Like, bro, you got to give it to Khaled, man. Whether you think he's annoying, corny, not talented, a shuck, whatever the case may be, he has finessed his way all the way up this Forbes list, dude. And I can't do nothing but respect it. 35 million is insane for Khaled last year. What do you think the majority of his came from, did he say? Uh, I did not break that down. But I know he's got a lot of shit going on, though, if, especially if he owns... If he owns the rights and the publishing and some of them records, dude, like he got some big ass songs, bro. Sound, I feel like there would be a whole lot of endorsement deals, like a whole lot of, of let's pay DJ Khaled just to be worsome and talk about our product. Weight Watchers and all that Man, shit. I feel like he made a killing off of that. But shout uh, out to Khaled, though. That is a dope tale. Birdman. J. Cole with 27 million, number nine. Got to respect it. 
they the youngest. Well, Travis Scott up there, but yeah, a lot of that's gonna be going back out this year. <laughs> uh, Travis Scott made 38 million last year. 30 million of that's going to damage control this year. A lot of that's gonna be damage control and lawsuits, dude. Shout uh, out to Doja Cat though. <laughs> 25 I don't, I don't million? She does. She, is she really a rapper? Yeah, she's a singer slash rapper. Most of her shit, most of her songs that pop are pop records, though. But she can rap though. She actually makes decent music, though. <laughs> like goes I don't real. Believe shit. it. Oh, she never, does. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. Uh, last but not least, though, Tech Nine, twenty-five That's million independently. One of those, like, huh? Twenty-five million independently is insane. That's another one of those like Wiz. Like you like always see it around. There's a nine million this year tied for number ten this other year. Just like consistently, just getting it in. That's independent too. Still, like, he been doing that for years. A nigga was saying that. You're doing good. Like you're gonna get a nice size check if you sell fifty thousand records. Yeah, independent. This yep. nigga doing twenty five million tour, merch, merch. records, <laughs> all of that. Like, yeah, shout out to Tech Nine. Yeah, he gets slept on. Um, Fact. hey man, we talked about it earlier. Daylight savings time. That is the topic. We did this episode last year around this same time. So after you're done with this, go jump in the archives and listen to that one. But we picked three hip-hop persons. They could be rapper, artist, um, producer, whatever you want. Just somebody in the hip-hop culture. And we rewind time to a place where maybe we felt their career may have made a turn for the worse. Um, Just to kind of bring it back into context, the three that you had last year were old Kanye. You wanted to hop back in the time machine and keep old Kanye. Uh, you wanted Cameron to be a little more, play a little bit more nice when he got to Rock Nation, or excuse me, Rockefeller at the time. You mm-hmm. think his career would have been a little more, uh, would have lasted a little bit longer. Is that fair? Yes. Um, and then it you want what we wanted Memphis Bleak to be. Oh my God. <laughs> um, and then you think A Ball should have pushed his solo career sooner because uh, he did south. go for it. It was just a little bit, a little bit after they had done what they did. Thanks. Um, mine, I had Kanye as well, but I wanted him to go back to when his mom was going to get that surgery to mm. stop that from happening because, and this really hit home. If you watch that documentary, you see how close they were and what she meant to him. So him doing the things that he's doing now makes all the sense in the world, seeing that that's what he lost. Mm-hmm. It should add up for you now. So that's what I kind of went back. Then I went back to T.I., told him, don't go to the Walgreens, shouted. Shout it, don't go to the Walgreens, shout it. You know what I'm saying? Don't get the straps. Don't do it. Reconsider. Read some literature. Whatever the fuck. We all know what happened after that. He was Tried. on the road to being the down south Jay-Z, but that blew it. And then I saw, and then I went back to 90s, dude, and told Pac not to sign with Dev Row. I was locked up with Pac. He said, should came and visit him. I said, don't do it. <laughs> don't sign the deal, bro. Just sign the Interscope. And I said, I think Pac would still be alive today if he had done that. So mm. those are my three. You got a fresh three now this time, though. Give me one. Give me your first one. Yes, a brand new three for the new Daylight Savings episode. Keeping it. I know we won't have any of the same three here. Okay. And the first one that I'll start with, similar to eight ball, but not going solo. It was just a path where it went two separate ways. And he went one way and the game kept going another way. But he had to went down that path. And it was about 2000 when they started talking about Def Jam South. 
Mm-hmm. Also around that same time, the fix comes out. Mm-hmm. And Def Jam Salva didn't go through. The fix goes on to be a classic album. But I feel like if that Def Jam Salva goes through, and Scarface signs Ludacris and he signs T.I. like he was supposed to. Yeah, maybe even signs a little flip because he was talking about that in one interview that I heard. Yep. We have a totally different career path for one of the greatest rappers from the South ever, Scarface. Then you start having the conversations of him like we're talking about Nas right now, maybe even like we talk about Jay or Baby or Master P. Puff. Puff. Yep. Scarface gets that opportunity, had the bars, had the career for it, but just never had that opportunity to be the boss, cultivate talent, to put people in another position. Even with Rick Ross done with MMG, going back to 2000 and putting Scarface in that position where Def Jam South does work out. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see where that would have put him in 2022 as far as some of the conversations and how it elevates him from where we know now, even though he is a great still lyrically. For sure. With the business added to it, I think puts him on a whole nother level. I agree. And if, when, if you tell let, if you go find some interviews where he talks about who he had a chance to sign mm-hmm. and how it was like pulling teeth up at Dev Jam, he didn't last long in that seat. They weren't showing him any love any damn way. Right. Um, and then DJ Khaled actually took over that seat um, in 2009, which is interesting. Uh, he only sat there for three years, but that's dope. Scarface would be looked at in a completely different light. The same way we look at a nigga like Hove, but we we know Hove nice, but then you look at him on a business tip like, damn, that's almost catching damn, up to the music. Absolutely. You would look that face the same way. Right. Um, I like that. Mine, my first one, um, we're in Atlanta. This person is in Atlanta or at, well, okay. East Point. I'm talking Outkast. I'm talking Andre 3000 specifically. Mm. I would have went back 2003, four, five. I would have convinced him to do a solo album. Bro. I feel like him not having that solo album has tarnished his legacy just slightly, not a lot, just slightly, mm. because you can always say when anybody that says Andre is one of the best, you can say, yeah, but he never had a solo rap album, which is true. And the writing was on the wall with Outkast to begin with. Because if you look at the last two projects, Idlewild, which is the soundtrack to a terrible movie, and then the double disc, you count those songs up, dude. It's like 60 songs. Andre and Big Boy are together on like five of them. Mm-hmm. So it's clear that they were on two completely different pages and that Andre's passion really wasn't in it. He would go on to elaborate more on that, on the T.I. joint, I'm sorry. Um, but I would love a solo rap project I feel like he has so much to say, dude. You know what I'm saying? It just, can you imagine a three hour long Andre 3000 interview right now? Like, I I feel like that shit would hit so crazy. Even if he's talking about everything from back in the day, all the way leading up to present day, why uh, elaborate on why he really hasn't done anything. Maybe he did do some shit. He had songs in the can. Maybe they went to somebody else. Like why he really didn't go on the tour. Like he spoke about before. Like, I, I think the album would have changed all of that and we still would have, we'd be getting outcast material right now instead of selling for Earth Game. <laughs> with all due respect. That's a classic, though. No, I agree with that. That's 100% uh, um, true. Uh, a uh, solo album from Andre 3000 turns around 
what we know as rap history. So I would have been here for that. And I, again, I'm not talking about speaker box, love yeah, below or like idol out, but a focused, I'm about to do a solo album track. I agree. That, that would be that shit. Who would you, would you want to hear an interview from him? I feel like, I feel like an interview with him would be good. I just don't know who, who though. Like it, like, like Nori and them have the, really the only long form interview, which I think he would need, but I don't know if Nori has the focus to, it depends on what you Andre want to in the right about. direction. Who? It depends on what you want it to be about, though. Taking it from the beginning. Your man's just did a four-hour interview, Freddie Gibbs, this week, but it was with Joe Rogan. And you Does talk he know about enough? That's what I was about to say. Like him and Joe Rogan gonna talk about like him playing the flute in New York and shit like that. Like you're not gonna get that what you're looking for with Nori. But on the other end, Nori going to be like real sporadic on That's, the journalism part of it. So I wouldn't I, I, I wouldn't want it to be Joe Rogan because I would want it to be more hip hop center. Joe Rogan right. is going to be talking to him. Um, him and Freddie Gibbs did actually a pretty good interview last week. You might want to check that one out, like bits and pieces of it. But yeah, I, I would rather drink champs would do it, though. Yeah, Nori, he could do it like he did. Like he, he he does well. The game one was OK. Yeah. Kanye one was good. Yeah. Nori is getting a bag, a groove, like you said, for the long format. And I think that's what Andre would have to be, too. Like, it'd have to be one of those long, two-parters. I don't want no breakfast club, like, nah. 37 minutes. That's just going to piss you off. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you what. Maybe it, Joe Budden, when he do that sit down like he do with Nicky. But I'm not man. sure even. I don't know if I would want that either, because Joe don't be versed enough. That's what. You know what we need? Rest in peace, Combat, Combat Jack. Jack. Absolutely. But. I don't even know if combat, we need a down south long form combat jack where it's kind of like, I ain't gonna say the anti Nori, but it's a little bit more of a poly. It'd be like a black Joe Rogan, but mm. the, from the south though. Mm. Like we need, we need that. We need the, that's when you get a nigga like Andre on there. You know what I'm saying? Because he doesn't really fit drink champs, but he doesn't also fit Joe Rogan or Bill Simmons. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like, it ain't they ain't in depth enough, like They're much respect to what enough. they do, but they just can't with Andre, not what you want to know. And then, like you said, Nori ain't gonna be he's not gonna be linear, he's gonna be jumping around and interrupting them, and yeah. it's gonna be fun, maybe whatever. But it's just you need combat jack, but a down south version of that, in my opinion. Mm. Mm. Where, whoever that person is, shout out to them. Yes. All Give right, me a second next, you're gonna hate this pick. Oh, <laughs> if I had to do it for this guy, I was kind of high on him for a minute. I had bought in for the superstar route and thought that he was had big things cracking, but then he got married. I'm all here for black love and love to see it, but it just changed his career, I feel like. Ooh. And if you don't know, I'm talking about your man's Chance the Rapper. <laughs> we go back to coloring book, dude. Oh. We go back to coloring book and we hook him up with somebody like Saha. Because mm. we know what Cy High does when he gets behind the Chicago rappers with a little ump with him. Mm-hmm. We get them together and we get him away from this. I love my wife. I love my life. I, happiness is the greatest thing in the world album. And we put a little visceral in his pen with Cy High. Mm-hmm. Get him going in that direction and get used to Chance maybe having bars. I'm turning it back to coloring book right after that time, wishing that he would meet penman like Saha 
They partner together and we got a brand new chance to rapper. We got somebody filling that void that we need for that generation. And when we're looking for who's the next superstar, who's this and who's that, because he had it. The kid had it for a second, a split second, but he lost it. And I feel like if he had some more support, some better rappers around him, some people helping him stay hungry or giving him some more perceptions about life and things to rap about, then we may would have had the next superstar that punch from TDE was asking about not too long ago in his tweets. Mm. That could have been it. <clears throat> Man, that's so funny you bring him up. Brian heard dude name. And I, like, I forgot he existed. I'm going to keep it a stack. Not how hot he was during the coloring book? Yeah, he was on fire. He was next up. He was yeah. next up. Jeez. And then he put out that coaster of an album about the Mary Light. And that shit was fucking it was an ass, ass bro. That album is ass. Like, I'm sorry, nigga tried to say, but it's black love. And yeah, nigga, don't try to mask it in that, oh. dude. You can't take a pile of shit and spray potpourri on it, dude. It's still a pile of shit. And that's crazy. We ain't heard from dudes since. And that's, yeah, that's nuts crazy. that you mentioned that because I ain't even thought about them. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. The coloring book was just a mid anyway. We keeping this that. Uh, but that was when he was hot, though. I ain't necessarily hot. giving him an album, but if he had a, like, if he was able to catch on with a team then and be like, all right, we, this is what we're going to do with you because you yeah. got it. Yeah. It would have been something. Uh, I ain't mad at that. Uh, I went with a, um, a late rapper uh, on my first one last year. I'm going to do another one now, um, taking it back to 2019, March 31st. My guy, Nipsey Hussle. So what I would inform him, or what I would tell him if I could go back even before then when he was coming up with the idea for the store and just coming up with building his brand. And it's unfortunate that I would have to tell him this, but I would, I would suggest he not be so accessible. Mm. And I hate that that has to be the way that it has to be. But unfortunately there have been too many examples of people who were present and who were touchable. You know what I mean? And, and inspired some people, but then it also got his life cut short. And in my opinion, he's too valuable, even though I'm not saying one person is more valuable than the next, but I'm saying to the culture, what he was about to do was more valuable than anything. And I, and to see that cut short, which is, I believe why it hit so many people the way it did very similar to Tupac and Pac even said it before, bro. Like he said, America eats his babies. I know he was saying that in reference to the court systems, but you could also say that in reference to sometimes the people that look like you. And so for whatever reason, jealousy, hate, who knows, but he's gone. And I would have suggested he not be so accessible that store. He could have put it in the, in wherever neighborhood he needed to put it. He didn't have to be the person there every day though. Like I, I still would have pulled up when I went to LA, you still would have went, like it still would have been a landmark. And it, I feel like if he wasn't so accessible, he still would have the same impact. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. it, it just moved more carefully and move like a nigga like Jay or somebody, bro. Like them niggas can't, you don't see them niggas, bro. You don't see them, but they're able to make plays though. And they're able to make moves. And it would have been dope to see where he was going because his trajectory was insane. So I, I would have advised him, unfortunately, and it probably he probably would have disagreed to hell with me but not to be accessible mm. and, and i hate it has be, to be that way but that, sometimes you just gotta be realistic yeah i mean i don't know if i agree with that 100 i do think that that is going to be 
one of the top five hip hop what ifs, like if Nipsey had been able to stay around. Mm. I think that would that would have been very interesting to see how things mm. played out. It just would have been, I feel like, very beneficial to the culture. And about the accessibility part <laughs> of it, you you have a, a point there, but then I would ask you, uh, as far as that that was was it the act was it him people having access to him? Like yeah. that dude could have that dude could have walked by, and it it wasn't that he had the access to Nipsey. It was like the the interaction, like it was the the, the you ain't supposed to be here. You a snitch. Oh, I feel offended. That whole thing. So people used to talk about how you could walk in that store and he would be in there though. Like he'd be yeah. chilling, like taking pictures, signing autographs, like you know what I mean, doing all the stuff that's that's super commendable. But at a certain point, you're an asset, and in more than one, not just monetarily, well, and you want to protect guess, that asset. I guess what I'm saying is, is you are an asset. With different people have different impacts in the world. Yeah. So not even to the situation where he was untimely killed, but go to the situation where the lady was recording and he didn't want her to be recording. Right. I remember so he that. went in there and he yep. grabbed her phone out of the car and, and whatever. Right. And they had this whole interaction the whole time. Nipsey has a point. Like, don't be just filming me, bro. Like, I'm not just some regular celebrity. I'm a crip. I'm a 60s crip. Like, you can't just hop out on me. I don't know what you got going on. What's his point? And he's right about it. Yep. But as you're ascending through the world, unfortunately, where we come from, black people, you can't be that way throughout your success. Like, everybody's not a fan, huh? Everybody's not a fan, bro. Of, of well, the people that were it. taking the pit, the, the reason I gave the example about the people that were taking the pictures is because they were fans, though. Right, right, look right. how that interaction went. And he was just being himself. For sure. And even with the dude that shot him, like, it wasn't necessarily that I'm your enemy. It's just you called me out. Right. So you, it can be the accessibility. But if you're going to give people access to you, then you can't act like a 60s crip. Like, you just can't do that. Like, Snoop doesn't do it. But, you know, he's a crip. And I'm right, not right. blaming Nipsey at right, all. Right, right. He was still growing into what we wanted him to be. And I commend him for even taking the steps that he did take to get to where he was as far as being in the limelight, knowing his background. No doubt. But at the same time, like, the responsibility falls on me or Nipsey or the people who are in the public light to be like, you know what, I got to handle this different. I can't smack a nigga that disrespected me out in the ballet while we cheering on and it looks good. It's awesome. Because those are our rap superheroes. These are the guys that we remember and that we grew up off of. That we used to hear stories about. It's awesome and it looks great, but you can't do that because you are the asset. It depends. You are, people, it, they're they're bum-ass niggas like the nigga that killed you. They're going to shoot you really? over that shit. So Some you people need to be smacked, though. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes people do things that need to amazing. be amazing. <laughs> Love the victory smack. But you can't do that, though, bro. Like You just can't do that. You can't, you can't tell a nigga... Hey, you ain't supposed to be around here because you a snitch, cuz. Like, it don't even matter. Like, even though that's what I stand on, like, I, I ain't the nigga that's supposed to be telling you that. I should yeah, yeah. be able to be right here and somebody else say that. Well, he ain't that's got fair. to come back and shoot me. But I get what you're saying. He, like, but he had to have access to have that impact, I think. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a, saying it. there's a give and take, bro. Because that's why I went. Like you said, I went in hopes that maybe he would be there. True. You no, know? so. It is give and take, though. That's a good conversation for a, a rainy day.
For sure. What's the last person? You All right. You my last person paying homage to the South, just like the eight ball pick. Mentioned him a little earlier. This is a split for me. Both of them are from Atlanta. Well, at least I think they are. As far as I know, they're from Atlanta. So I might be from Decatur. So I don't know if that's really Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I'm going to give to Saha and Young Dro. Saha, around the time that he was doing those Black History Month mixtapes before he went out to Hawaii and wrote My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy or whatever Relax. it was that he wrote. Relax. Before he done that, man, I feel like Saha was in a strong pocket. But then he realized how good he was and how many records that he could sell by writing for Kanye. And he just got so arrogant that. Now he wants a million dollars for his album that he thinks is the greatest album ever. And no one's ever going to buy it because, like, who's going to give you a million dollars? But that being said, if you turn back the time to where he was just a rapper and he was spitting and he was excited about the crap before he learned all the crazy stuff that happens in his game, he says, I would have loved to see what kind of artist Saha would have turned into. Signing the deal, four album deal, putting out the four albums and not being the nigga that writes for Kanye West and feeling like he could just kind of pave his own way. Because I think that kind of curbed his creativity it kind of curbed what we as fans were getting from the little mixtape used to be banging like you used to always have the new side high for me telling me about like the black history mixtapes. month joints or whatever it was Royal he flush was joints them shits was fire like yeah. he was in his bag now i gotta go to fucking that piff to fucking listen to that shit and barely be able to find it i wish we had that old side high back and i spit this with young dro because i that made me think of him Going back to the time when he dropped the best thing smoking, he had just been able to stay in pocket. Like Jay-Z said to Beans, I'm trying to teach you some things, make the crossover from the street to the fame. If Dro had been able to do that, T.I. maybe would have had a better career, one. And two, Dro would have been better because Dro can rap his ass off. You go back and listen to that first thing smoking, he would have been able to do maybe be a star. Do you even remember his second album? No, I didn't even know there was a second album. <laughs> the next thing, the craziest thing about Dro is like a black space. It's like that best thing smoking, and it's like fuck that bitch. That was it. That was not. It couldn't have been. That was the album. Yeah, that was on that. It seemed like it was like eight years apart. It was seven years apart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Having a gold album and having to wait seven years for your next album is nuts. And that shows yep. to the life that Dro. Dro was out, out down here. That was around the time that we moved today. Like, yep. Dro was out. Now, that's a good one. Uh, of course, we, when we always talk about potential and where somebody could have been if they would have, you know what I mean, had their head in the game 100%. Dro name has to come up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Dro, Jewels, there's a couple of other people we always throw out there with that convo. So I ain't definitely mad at that. And I still want to hear that side high. I don't give a fuck if anybody going to give him a million or not. Whatever he's asking for, somebody. Play. Niggas are signing Antonio Brown and shit, bro. Sign fucking side high, dude. Let's hear this album. I'd rather hear that than Antonio Brown shit. Good. Fucking That's my fine. AB name up and shit. More on that later, too. Make, make you change your name. <laughs> Facts. Um, My last one. I'm keeping this one short. It's recent. It's actually this time last year. I was just watching this artist on Breakfast Club. Um, and they talked about the comments that they made at Rolling Loud last year. I watched the baby's interview. He's on a promo run now. He's a back, apparently back from being canceled. Um, mm -hmm. He talked about how he lost 30 million in shows. He, he said he can show you. 
He had $30 million in shows all tied up. He lost all of that due to the comments that he made at Rolling Loud. And I would simply go back and I'd be right there backstage with him before he ran up on stage. I said, I grab him and say, hey, bro, real quick. Hey, no rants, bro. Don't you don't need to you don't need to hype up the crowd or none. Just just, just let your it's DJ <laughs> look, do the songs. Is, you want to take a break? Just let your DJ do a quick set and just go breathe in the corner, bro. Like, don't grab the mic because I, you know, I've been a fan and I think the sky is yeah, the limit for boy. him. I think the sky is the limit for him. And I think there's proof of that with his freestyle on LA leakers. When you hear him over top notch production, dude, I, I, but a lot of people were scared to touch him after this incident. And of course, who wants to miss out on 30 million? I guess he's trying to say he would have been on that Forbes list. If he would have, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that would have been all in one year, but um, he's had to climb and scratch his way back. And I think that was a big setback for him. If you listen to that freestyle, though, Timberland actually made a beat I to the, his that. freestyle. That, was that motherfucker sounded good, bro. Like, was I was fine. like, oh, shit. But again, that's what he was talking. That's how he was sound on top notch production. A lot of people talk about his flow. Like, man, he's, he rapped the same. It's really just some whack ass beats. That's really Why what he get better beats then. I don't know, man. I think that's just kind of he just found the lane with them little beats and was like, fuck mm -hmm. it. Like they're probably cheap. They're no name rap uh, producers, respectfully. He, he not dropping a bag on the fucking Timberland and Pharrell. So he like, fuck it. But he got to expand his sound, bro. And I think he would have been on, on his way to doing that had he not said what he said. And people been like, oh, never mind. I'm bagging off. I have no sympathy for the baby ever in life. Yeah, He's, still out, here. He's still out here doing like Reckless shit, dude. When they asked him about the bowling action, that shit was so funny, dude. I ain't even see they asked him about it. What man, that shit was so. And they were like, "Man, I was scared. I was scared to death. I still am. Uh -huh. I'm scared. I was scared for my life, man. I hope. I hope I don't run into him again." <laughs> saying what I'm saying, like you play too much, man. Stop playing. <laughs> that said, but I hope. I hope I don't run into him again, man. I'm scared, man. That shit was. So funny. I don't feel like, man. He don't. He ain't. He one of them niggas. We was just talking about, like you saying with Nipsey, Nipsey at least appreciated this shit. Nigga just caught him slipping. Like, this the baby don't even appreciate this shit. Like, he don't even appreciate this shit, dude. I don't know. You, you be surprised, man. You hear him talking, man. He... Nah, he was just going back and forth. I just seen a tweet oh, today yeah. where the nigga was going back and forth with one of Dirk homeboys. Yeah, that's true. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, come on. Yeah. You got to check true. a nigga that, like, I guess he didn't put the phone down, man. Really, um, some some has to happen, but I just don't think he appreciated it. So I ain't got no empathy for him in anything that happens. Like I just feel like whatever happens to him is gonna happen because he asked for it. He need to call Timberland ASAP, though. He need to get he need Definitely to get like a little six piece beat. and just take the best three and <laughs> and add them to the fucking album, dude. He need that Timberland beat yesterday. Um, Thanks. guys, make sure y'all leave a comment, man. What three artists or just personalities in hip hop would you uh <clears throat> rewind time on, and what would you change? Um, let's get to these wins and or losses. Is this a W or an L for Amaretta, who of course had the Sorry Not Sorry record? There's a remix with Lotto. That's it. That's the only person on the remix. Mm. Is that a W or an L? That is a big W because Big Lotto absolutely slaughtered this song. She killed Jeez, it. She ripped it. You ain't heard that Sorry Not Sorry remix. Please go check out that remix with Lotto on her because she did her thing. 
told you about the real Atlanta. She let you know about Clay Cole in the South Side. That's true. We had that on um, repeat Saturday for like three songs. She she snapped, even though I would like to see like an all-star remix with like mm. eight Atlanta motherfuckers. But I get this because she's one thing Atlanta is short on is female rappers that are on. And so for her, for Amaretta to get the other only other one that we know coming that's repping Atlanta on a large scale, that was I think that was a smart plan. It makes sense. Now you can go ahead and get the all-star remix with T.I. and whoever else you want to get four or five. Who'd you six have on people. the remix? Who'd you have? Let's, let's say you can feel four slots who you got. A T.I. for sure. Mm-hmm. Two chains for sure. Future wouldn't sound right. He wouldn't sound right on there. Still got to let him on there somewhere. He yeah, gotta he, might, like he, he got to do like a little bridge. Yeah, he got to do something. Yeah, he got to do something. If a nigga bridge, he do a four bar bridge. He still got to be true. on there. That's bro. true. And last but not least, give me Andre 3000, bro. Mm. He's due for a little remix feature right now. So we ain't got one in a couple of years. I mean, we got, of course, we got the Kanye joint last year, but he's due that he murdered. <laughs> He'll kill that. But you got to get the kids in there too. So they had to do an old school version of the new school because you need you one go. with the baby. Oh, you need yeah, for one sure. With baby, Gunner, and 21 Savage. Nah, you, you, we can stop it, baby. You good. Or or Thug. We there can you stop go. it, baby. We're Shh. good. You do one with uh, little baby, young Thug, and 21 Savage through the roof. Mm. Through the roof. There, there's definitely many ways you can go with that shit, though. But yeah. Facts. Shout out to Lotto. That's my baby. She ripped it. Um, next up, WRL, your man, Jack Harlow, Louisville, Kentucky's own, is making his acting debut in the White Man Can't Jump remake that is supposedly on deck. Yes, he is playing Billy Hoyle, who, of course, Woody Harrelson played in the original. Is that a W or an L? Hey, man, this is a W. I think Jack Harlow is a funny dude. I don't listen to his rap at all. But I do think that he's a funny cat in the interviews that I've seen. I think he's authentic. He ain't one of those dudes that I feel like act, try to put on an act because he's a rapper or around black people all the time. Yeah. I feel like he's just genuinely him. So I fuck with that. I think that he would be funny in a movie. Um, I ain't mad at this. I ain't mad at the remakes either if they can be good. It ain't necessarily got to be the same thing, yeah. tone for tone. But I I ain't mad at taking a name and putting a rapper in it that's popular to make white men can't jump come back. I ain't mad at that. Depends on who the lead is, who the other person would be playing. That's probably going to be Michael B. Jordan playing Wesley Snipes. So yeah, what you Uh, want with that? Michael B. Jordan like the (laughs) go-to black lead actor. Michael B. Jordan, Jack Harlow, (laughs) white man can't jump too. (laughs) Sorry, Um, what? This was a W until I seen who was behind it. And now I changed it to an L. Um, Is it Tyler Perry? (laughs) 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 Nigga be Jack Harlow and Medea. Nigga, that should be crazy. (laughs) Grandma McCain (laughs) Jones. That nigga out there like Larry Johnson and shit. That'd be crazy. That'd be the funniest Um, shit. No, but the guy that's behind Blackish, Kenya Burrs, I'm good as a pass. It's a skill. Um, he's not funny. Blackish isn't funny. Stop. Uh, stop. What's the blackest fuck? What was the show on Netflix? That shit wasn't funny. I didn't watch it. That Blackish was... is funny. 
but Black-ish I don't watch okay. grownish or whitish yeah, or adultish you know, or oldish or yeah. Jewish or yeah. none of that ish. That shit is slowish. I'm good. But I do watch blackish it. and it is funny. But Anthony Anderson saves that show. That's what I'm saying. But I was I was with it until that because Jack Harlow is pretty funny. He's got an interest, he's got a pretty good sense of humor. If you watch the joints that he did with Drewski on YouTube, like that's just actually really funny. Yes. So he's got that dry sense of humor, that deadpan um sense. That's pretty funny. So it may be okay. I, I'm cool on the remakes, though. I like original shit. I he definitely white boy funny. The remakes is easy. The reason that Hollywood is a I listened to a, a Planet Money episode about why Hollywood did so many remakes, and they were talking about because the money is like already there in franchises and series. That's the thing that's selling nowadays, and they ain't gotta take as much risk in selling a True. new story. All they gotta do is cast it well. That makes so, sense. That's yeah. just like a, a sample. You sampling yeah. something that was already a hit. Right. So, All I gotta do is add some bars over it. So that's why you see so many remakes now in Hollywood. Just don't want to take any risk and lose money. That makes sense, man. One more W or L. Diddy. He was called out by former the band member Freddie P on Instagram. Uh Diddy responded to the backlash from uh Freddie P with an Instagram post that said, Stop crying and hustle harder. Is that a W or an L for Puff? It's a big boy W for Puff. Here we are, 25, 30 years removed. A show it has been 30 years. <laughs> Damn it, 30 years. A show that I did when I was trying to do something different. Y'all niggas is still talking about it. This other nigga talking about it, it affected his whole life, and he ain't bounced back since. Boss up then, nigga. <laughs> Try a little harder. Maybe you'll have it a little better out here. Now, if he, do, if he is going through mental health shit, I do want to send my thoughts and prayers out to him but i do respect what puff said too like nigga get over it dude i'm still out here getting it like y'all still ain't did shit like <laughs> thank puff me for said, the opportunity puff said quote stop all your crying bitching and moaning hustle <laughs> harder or get the fuck out of our way that was his response it. to yeah and I, and I can understand i i can understand why did he would say that and why somebody would feel that but the fact of the matter is though we there's man, always Freddy this conversation up too. That, that's what I'm. There's always this conversation, especially amongst us black men, where we, niggas always talk about how we grew up and it was always suck it up. Don't you know what I mean? You gotta you fall off your shit, get back up, stop crying, blah blah blah. And then niggas grow up and eternalize that shit and don't know how to express it when they are actually mad at somebody. Grab a pistol, shoot somebody, and then we go. That's why niggas have anger issues, and that's why we're in this position that we're in. So when the Freddie P guy does come out and say, "Yo, this is how what you did affected me," then it's stop all your crying, bitching, and moaning. Hustle harder and get the fuck out of my way. Well, so uh, I don't know how people want it both ways, but that's a lot. How they didn't even want it both ways, though, because you bring up a great point and therapy helps for sure. A therapist probably would tell Freddie Gibbs that you have to deal with you, what you can deal with. Being mad at Puff all these years later ain't going to do a goddamn thing, but open the door for him to tell you quit bitching. So yeah. how can you be better and not let this affect you 25 years later? The, I get I what you're saying. You're right. We do. We should have a, a softer demeanor pause towards each other as black men. I do 100% believe that. But if I'm puff, I some kind of way I want to, I want to reply the same way to him, but I get what you're saying too. I mean, listen, this isn't the Thin first line. person who is, who has made comments like this about puff. So he, he's, 
Well, that's why yeah. Puff got a billion dollars and they don't too, though. He didn't do didn't mention nothing about money though. But no, I'm saying the whole rant. Attitude. He didn't mention one thing about money. It ain't, it ain't about mentioning money. I'm saying the attitude, the attitude of oh, I'm going to blame someone else for the position that I'm in, and it's all of these years later. Or as we've seen Puff, okay, I'm gonna take the hit on the chin and I'm gonna keep on moving. That's why I got what I have, and you are where you are. Yeah, maybe harsh, but it's reality. And 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 somebody somebody do gotta holler at Freddie because he he said some real like yeah, he deep, was fucked up disturbing shit. So like yeah. somebody definitely need to holler at him because the last thing that anybody wants to see is two weeks from now we lead the episode off with. Remember when we talked about Freddie P? Yeah, he blew his brains out nigga yeah. on instagram like bro then it's not funny no more then this post gets deleted because now he look like an ass but because he said he responded the way he did as opposed to niggas responding to like delante west like yo somebody get him some help like this ain't cool if he's on the side of the road you know what i'm saying looking nuts then so, people are like damn puff you should help him out but i mean you know so if puff all. responds if puff responds they're like man you know what i didn't realize that it affected you like that give my people to contact you and let me get you some help that'd be a real nigga play that's but you think that's I'm not saying he should do that, but that would be a real nigga move though. He don't owe him that though. No, nah, he doesn't. No, nah, okay. he don't. Not to but my knowledge. I agree. I agree with you. Puff don't owe him that, but being in the position that Puff is in, it looks better if he says that rather than that's suck that's it up. more respectable to me. I will I will concede there. You're right. You know I mean, I agree there. Because uh, you like you said, like I can I can do anything I want to. I'm puff daddy, but if I take time out to be like, damn, I ain't know I fucked you up like that, bro. Here goes some help. Let me get if, you. If right. you gave a damn, you would say that answer though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I've been also pissing him off because they just like sitting there bitching and moaning. That's but true. that's not an excuse. That's not an excuse. I agree with I do agree with what you're saying though. Because I'm puff. I can change just like I change. You're saying I change your life for the bad. Exactly. I can take 10 minutes out of my day to hook you up with a dope ass therapist and pay for some sessions for the year just to make sure that you get back on the right track. So yeah, that's I agree it. with that. That's all I'm saying. I agree with that. I would have respected that response better than what he said. Yeah, Um, especially under the brother love acronym that he's going under now. That's what I'm saying. Anyway, man, on Decker of the Week, we are going to IG. Shout out to the homie Bricks versus God. He commented, this was a couple of days ago, AB giving up his name because of who it's tied to had me rolling. They dragging it through the mud. You are exactly right, Brick versus God. You can thank Adrian Broner, and you can thank Antonio Brown for the name switch. Retiring Animal Brown very soon. What are you going by now? Are you going to tell the people your new name? Going, it's on Instagram. I'm going by my government. I'm going by what my mother gave me. Your government name is not CJ. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's government <laughs> initials. <laughs> you guys call him CJ. Please feel free to spell it like we do in the group chat. And that's any type of variation of C and J. It's been spelled C E E S E A. C A A, any kind of way you can spell C and J, it's hilarious to do. So now, when you refer to Animal Brown, any variation of CJ is hilarious. Thank you, Adrian Broner, out here getting cooked on a daily basis. Same initials as AB is nuts. Adrian Broner, that's crazy. Or or Antonio Brown, that is much needed name. Whoever consulted you on that did a great job. You did him a race. Shout out to the comment, man. Appreciate Bricks versus God. Good looking. They've been rocking with the show for a stretch. What you got me to, to put on? It's a single from Corday and Moray. It's called Still Here. That's the type of fucking music that I like right there. People that say I criticize a lot of music and 
don't really listen to it or whatnot or shit on new shit. That's it. That's some new shit that I'm here for. Murray laced that motherfucker. Corday did his thing as well. It's called Still Here. Fire single from Murray. Yeah, it's a good record for sure. Um, I've got a single too. Um, I'm going, keeping it here down locally. Well, not local, but you know what I mean. Cy Ari the Kid. He's got a new song with Benny the Butcher called Press Zero. That is flames. It's that soul sample loop, Griselda style. So that's, it explains why he went and got Benny for this. The sample is fire. Both of them niggas is ripping it. I'm looking forward to this Sayari the Kid album that's about to come out. I think it comes out this Friday. And he makes really good music on the low. That's and easily so, um, one of your favorite rappers. Yeah, I think I think he's talented, man. I think he probably writes for a lot of people too. I, if mm-hmm. I had to assume, if I had him on, if we had him on the show, that would be one of my questions. I'd be like, bro, who are you writing for? Because I think he writes for people. He's definitely not gonna answer. He's definitely not gonna answer, but I'm still gonna ask. Fuck <laughs> it. Um, but this song is fire, though. Make sure y'all check it out and go check out that Joel and um and Roy. I mean, um, Joel and Crooked. Check out them two records, dude. Like, to watch the vacancy video. And watch the um backstage video because both of them go hard. Uh, anything else before we get out of here? Absolutely. If you're following Snowfall on FX, check out the brand new episode of Snow School, episode three. Mm-hmm. It was called Lions. It was fire. Uh, breakdown is on the feed. It's a new feed, so if you haven't found it, just search so Snow School on iTunes or wherever you go for podcasts, and go grab you a on deck TV show crew neck too. There it is, man. All those links are in the description. Make sure if you are watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment. We'd appreciate it. Until the next time, we're going to holler at you. Peace. Cheers.